biologically. If I'm depressed as a man, if I'm anxious as a man, if I'm bored as a man, if I'm angry as a man, if I'm mean as a man, if I'm violent as a man, always, or if I have cancer, I'm a man, or I have prostate cancer, I can't pee anymore, all that stuff, testaments hormones. Testosterone has dropped. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. What happened is about 25, 35 years ago, I started teaching gender differences because, in the name of equality, with a good intention, we tried to invent reality and say that men and women were the same and expect men and women to be the same when equality is a beautiful thing it's a transformation of consciousness on the planet never before have we had such a beautiful potential for great relationships and never before have we had so much divorce and so many single people and so many guys who say you know why is it after a year i'm not turned on to her and why is it after two months women kind of go (laughs) what is going on there's so much challenge and You know, it's talk around here sometimes. People say, well, what's the point of marriage? If your idea of marriage is what it used to be, then why get married unless you just want to have kids and be together and create a family, which is a beautiful thing and a good reason to be married. But the second part of it is we want more today. And wanting more, you have to sort of adjust your expectations of what's possible. And when you get to what's possible, you suddenly go, that's fantastic. So my message is what's possible is I'm 65 years old. I've been having sex with my wife for 40 years. And it gets better every year. Every week, I have great sex, and I fuck for an hour. I mean, somebody has to figure this out and show us how if you want to stay with a person, because economically and peacefully and lovingly, if you stay with a person, can actually grow in love. It's amazing. It's so much easier, if it gets easier. But relationships today are really hard, because we're kind of lost in them. And I want to explain why we're so lost in them. What happens? Why men lose attraction for women? Why women lose attraction for men? And so my new book, Beyond Mars Venus, says, okay, we have our basic principles. I talked about men are from Mars, which still stand true to a great extent. It was never everybody's like this and everybody's like that. They're generalizations. There's like a bell curve. And when I see as a therapist over 40 years now, you see the same problems come in every time. So one of those same problems, and men from Mars address those problems. We have new problems, but let's address some of the old ones first because they're still there to some extent. And the old problems are basically people would come to me and they want a divorce, but their friends all say, you have to go talk to John Gray first. I said, okay, I'll talk to them. So I take the man to the side, guy to guy, and I go, okay, what is it? What's the problem? When you ask a guy what's the problem, usually it's just one sentence. (laughs) Ask the woman what's the problem. We have a whole 50-minute counseling session, okay? <laughs> it's true. I mean, you just... Now, maybe you can guess when a guy wants to get a divorce. And not that if you feel this way as a guy, you have to get a divorce. It's just this is the movement towards men losing attraction to their wives or women losing attraction to their husbands or feeling really connected. Some people are happy or content in relationships, but they're not connected, so they stop having sex. But, you know, part, a little bit of my talk today, because I'm really into health and vitality and energy and, of course, sex... And it's sex that keeps you young and vital. Okay? And if you can have sex with a person who knows you, who's seen the best of you and the worst of you, and they still have orgasms with you, and the man worships you and adores you, that's the best. It doesn't get any better. It's something you can't experience. They've been married 15, 20, 30 years, and it just gets better and better and better. 
And a lot of people, they don't even know that's the possibility. It's like you haven't seen the Grand Canyon until you've seen the Grand Canyon. So I'm the Grand Canyon here. I'm telling you what I've learned. And, okay. so, so what does a man say when he, I say, okay, what's the deal here? Because, you know, kind of like, is there a problem? Can we fix it? What's the deal? Most of the guys say, you know, I love my life, my wife, and my life. Well, not all guys love their lives, but it's, I love my wife. But no matter what I do, it's not enough to make her happy. That's it. Men are so simple. If I come home, my wife is happy, I think I'm victorious. I just took her to uh, Hamilton, fifth row center seats. I mean, just spectacular. Oh my God, it was great. It was my anniversary, 32 years of anniversary of marriage. But what's better is as a man, I'm sitting there with my wife and she's happy. She's enjoying it, everybody's enjoying it. It's fantastic. But on an emotional level, even on a subconscious level in men, if she's happy, I wrote Hamilton. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> That's my show. I bought the tickets. I brought her to the place. I wrote the damn play. You know, that's me, okay? Look at me up there, honey. Hamilton. Okay. Men always take credit for the happiness of the woman they love. Same thing with our, if we're into sports. Your team. I go see the Warriors. I'm from the Bay Area, San Francisco. Warriors are winning. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, if you measure the way the cosmos is, this is a cool place. I'll mention this. So I brought my grandkids to see the Warriors, and Curry, who's our superstar, fantastic guy, he wasn't in the show. He was like sitting out on that one or whatever, and uh, it was an easy win for them. And they won and all that. So Curry wasn't there, so I wanted to see Curry. So a week later, I'm sitting in Frank Hamilton, two rows back on the aisle is Curry. It was so fantastic. I wanted to see if he comes. I mean, that's synchronicity. You want it, it happens. It's just so amazing. But only when your heart is open. The flip side of when your heart is open, you're following your path. The universe is serving you. It always is serving us. The universe is telling us through our heart, our God, however you want to say it, your soul, your wisdom, your higher self. If you're listening to your heart, but you have the you know, only time you should listen to yourself is if you're feeling love. Your heart is open, you connect. I'm not giving a religious talk today, I didn't think, but I remember one of my favorite passages from some movie I saw in Jesus. <laughs> Well, they got really mad at Jesus because he was healing on Sunday, on Sabbath. That's like against the rules. You get crucified for that. So they said, <laughs> basically, they said, how are you to break the rules? You're a holy man. You're a rabbi. How can you do that? And he said, when your heart is open, the word of God is written already inside of you, which meant when you're unconscious, you have to depend on others and books, which are all fine if there are people you're inspired by, to awaken you. But when you're awakened, when your heart is open, the truth is there. It's always there. And just we don't listen to it. You know, maybe you want to you go on a diet. <laughs> I'm going to eat better. Oh, that looks so good to eat. <laughs> so you stop listening to this part of you that was inspired. And that's what marriage is, as a fun thought. Part of that whole marriage ceremony thing is in front of your friends, you feel this devotion and this love, and you, you express it out loud in front of everybody and make a big deal out of it. Then it's like, it's harder to get out. That's what marriage is, okay? It's harder to get out. You just told everybody. And you know, my wife has got wedding pictures at different places I go <laughs> to remind me of that day, okay? So, <laughs> because see, part of keeping a commitment is when I proposed to my wife, I won't tell you how I did it, but it was proposed to her, a very memorable moment. And, and by the way, men, when you propose, make sure it's a memorable moment. 
because she's going to remember it the rest of her lives. Okay, sitting on the toilet and say, maybe we should get married is not the best idea. Okay. And she'll brag about it. And for years, people will say, how did y'all meet? How did you get married? What happened? So it's stories. It's story. it's, this is all really, really special stuff. But the point of a wedding, for example, where you declare a commitment to the world, all your friends are there, many of your friends are there. You make that commitment. It's so that when you follow that commitment 20 years later, 30 years later, you're listening to the same voice you were connected to on that day. Because see, our heart can open and our heart can close. Our heart can open and our heart can close. Now that's all great esoteric knowledge, but biologically, it's true as well. I'd love to bring a little science into it. When you're experiencing fight or flight, this is just basic biology now, that means you feel threatened, you feel insecure, you feel like you're not getting what you want, you feel any kind of emotional distress, anytime, or you don't feel basically happy, loving, confident, trusting, any of those good feelings. When you're not in your natural state, which is positive, to various degrees, your brain is making adrenaline or cortisol. Now, when your body makes, these are stress hormones. So when these stress hormones kick in, when adrenaline kicks in, basically blood flow stops to the front of, prefrontal cortex of the brain and goes pretty much to the emotional part of the brain, the limbic system of the brain. Now, biologists will do the DNA of 99% of your brain or 95% of your brain, something like that. It's all monkey. There's no difference between this part of my brain and a monkey. And this part of my brain, which is ruled by fight or flight, that's when cortisol kicks in. That's the same as a dinosaur. So basically, we're all dinosaurs, we're monkeys, and there's one sliver in our brain which is human, which is right here. And this is all good. It's just who runs you? Who's the boss? Is this the boss, or is monkey the boss, or is reptile the boss? So like for a guy, I mean, because I know this stuff, I'm not your average guy. When I was 50, I'm 65 now, when I'm 50, I tested my testosterone, and to a certain extent, I was like the average American man or Western man, half the testosterone of when you're a young man. 65, I'm 25% higher. What happened? New relationship skills, new health skills. I do not take testosterone. Testosterone, actually just for men who are doing it, you bulk up, that's great, and your testicles shrink. So that's not the best thing to do. You want to learn to make your testosterone. So we're going in the hormone land here, which is the difference between men and women. On a spiritual level, none. Spirit is a beautiful blend of masculine and feminine. And there's masculine qualities and there's feminine qualities. And I have them all to various degrees. Everybody does. And that's your unique, authentic self. What happened in the 60s is there was sort of 50s, 60s, there was this feminist movement going on in America where women were saying, hey, we're tired of just staying in the home, getting pregnant. We want to have jobs. We want to be independent. We want to express ourselves. It's like they're like totally turned on to expressing their masculine qualities. Why? Because something happened that allowed women to access all of who they are. And so if you're a woman and your conditioning has repressed you from your expressing your masculine side for all of history, thousands and thousands of years, women had a role, which is nurturing, safe, taking care of children. I'm down in the Amazon, flying in a private plane, land on a dirt landing strip, go in a canoe for two hours, walk to the jungle for five hours, which by the way, I'll never forget that moment, because around four and a half hours, I'm with my wife, and she says, I can't go on any further. And everybody in our little, little group was like, 
I can't do it. I can't do it. And I pulled out my little bag of white powder. And I said, just take a little bit of this. Take a little bit of this. Take a little bit. And they were all like wilted flowers. And they all went, ah. The reason I remember that is I was a hero. Every man wants to be a hero. Why? Biologically, when you're a hero, your testosterone doubles. And for men, in order to be to feel good, to feel alive, to feel energetic, to feel motivated. The difference between men and women, even though women can do everything a man can do, because you access your spirit now, all of who you are. You go to your male side. On your male side, still, a man's testosterone level needs to be 10 to 30 times higher than yours. This is biology. If your testosterone shoots way up, guess what happens? Your estrogen goes way down. Your progesterone goes way down. So now you're like looking to doctors for hormone support. You're getting PMS. You're getting bloating. You're painful periods. Your breasts are sore. All that crazy stuff that women go through secretly. And of course, along with it, you want to kill him. You hate him. All that stuff. Or you hate yourself. Your body's never good enough. All this is stress hormones. Because when you're experiencing stress hormones, blood flow stops to this part of the brain. And you go right into the conditioning of childhood, which is the middle part of the brain. And if you're in full fight or flight, you go into conditioning of thousands of years ago, instincts. Instincts just go into play. You have no control over yourself. I mean, it's not an excuse for bad behavior, but it's explanation why people do the stupidest things. I love the video, it's not about the nail. Let's just take an example of, of our stupidity quite often. So my wife's upset, she's complaining about, I can't remember, I'm having such a good time, but. <laughs> she's a great complainer. And I'm such a great husband, she has to work really hard to find things to complain about. I'm sorry, that's what it is, okay? And so, and why? Why do women need to complain? That's what you learn. She's talking about the nail. Her priority is, I need you to hear me first. Women certainly can figure it out, I need to pull the nail out. They don't need him to tell her. You see, they get that? She knows I gotta pull the, the nail out. But before you pull the nail out, that's called solving the problem. Women need to talk about it. Why? Why? A man goes, why? What's the point? What do you want me to do about this? You want me to do nothing? This poor guy's like, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, that's so hard. He, every cell in his body says, pull the damn nail out. What is going on here? But what he doesn't understand is she has a different biology. All of our well-being is psychological and physical. They go right hand in hand. Biologically, if I'm depressed as a man, if I'm anxious as a man, if I'm bored as a man, if I'm angry as a man, if I'm mean as a man, if I'm violent as a man, always, or if I have cancer, I'm a man, or I have prostate cancer, I can't pee anymore, all that stuff, test demands hormones. Testosterone has dropped. See, everybody misunderstood testosterone for the longest time. And then wonderful researchers at Stanford corrected everything, which is men's aggression, which is seen as a problem in the world, is, was associated with high testosterone. No, it's high estrogen. That's it. What happens as a man, see, I'm standing in front of you, although I'm having fun. This is all easy for me. I'm doing it in my sleep. Usually I could say I can do it in my sleep. No, I am doing it in my sleep, so. Gotta look at the clock. I get going for hours here, so I gotta keep tightening this up, John. Wow, I'm really on my estrogen side. That meant, you see, 
My female side will always go for the glass of water. My male side won't even see the glass. It will grab the bottle. Now just analyze, why do I want the bottle as opposed to the glass? Because if a man drinks the glass, somebody's got to wash the dishes. Okay. Testosterone activates a certain gene, and that's called the efficiency gene. The efficiency gene means there could be many ways to do something. What's the easiest, fastest way to do it? Straight line. It's like in my town, I have roots where I live. My wife knows the whole city because she's like, this route's boring. I'm going to do another route. Okay? It's for women, exploration is going to produce estrogen, relaxation, exploration. For men, if I get there the fastest, straight line, my testosterone goes up. Testosterone is all about solving problems. It's all about efficiency. It's the gold mine for men. And female hormones are the gold mine for women, which is estrogen. And it's not so simple. Women are highly complex. I know women, you think we're complex because you can't understand us because we're so different. You're always going, what's he thinking? What's he thinking? He's thinking nothing. <laughs> As I, what's he thinking? What? Nothing. Uh, and I started out with a real simple idea, which is, it's sort of the crux, a fundamental issue that happens in all relationships is men do their best to make you happy. And we're successful in the beginning because almost anything makes you happy. If you're like looking for a guy and he's the right kind of guy. I have three daughters. I know all this stuff. They meet a guy and now they're all calling each other, texting each other. He called, he called, he called. I mean, they're so excited. Oh my God, oh my God, we're gonna go to dinner. Oh my God, this is amazing. I think he likes me, I think he likes me, I'm so happy. Oh my God, did you hear this, this whole thing? And, and this poor guy, all he had to do to make you happy was call. <laughs> then you get married, now you gotta do more than call, okay? It's like this, 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 this. Now, Minute from Mars is filled hours and hours of practical techniques to create a lasting, loving relationship. I can't do all that today, but I'll make a point. When you get that book, you'll say, oh, I could do this, I can do this, I can do this, I this. I caution men, because you'll read it and you go, wow, now I understand women, this is amazing. I can get laid as much as I want, okay? So <laughs> men are motivated by certain things. So you got all these things, and so a man is like really inspired, encouraged. So he, like, let's say there's 50 things. I'm just gonna give you three today, that's about it. That's all you need as the first few steps to move forward towards that, the real basics. But if there's 50 things, and I'm so in love, and I'm so inspired, I'm gonna go home and do all 50. She's going to be so happy. And then about two weeks later, she will invent 51 <laughs> and 52. Women always want more. So you just got to get used to this, guys. Women always want more. Now, does anybody judge a woman or a man who's in the business world who wants more success? Ah, more money, more success, more recognition. I just want to sell more books. I want to go around the world. I want to help my message. I want a better world. I want more, more, more in the work world. Well, in our relationships, it's only natural for us to want more there. And so we need to create a space for women to want more. Because often men are like, if you love me, then you gotta be just like you were when we got married, happy with me just the way I am. <laughs> the difference between men and women when they get married. Men go, please stay just like you are now. And women go, oh, now that we're married, I can change him. <laughs> I will improve him. Men have the fix-it gene with testosterone. Got to fix it. 
Anytime there's a problem and I have an answer, testosterone goes up. That's why now all my sleepiness is gone because if I have an answer, I've got, I got my job, I know what I can do, I can help people, get a nice response, boom, testosterone's up. I could have the flu and I wouldn't feel it now when testosterone doubles, just shoots up. Now let's say I didn't have confidence and I wasn't that experienced, then I would have fear. What is actually happening in my body if I was to fear a little nervousness, a little anxiety, a little stress? Biologically, there's a hormone being produced called aromatase. Aromatase turns my testosterone, which is rising to meet the challenge, but if I don't have confidence because I don't know what to do, I don't have the training to do it, then for a man, his testosterone converts into estrogen, and estrogen floods his brain with emotion, and he feels fear, he feels anxiety, or he gets angry, or he gets depressed. Men do not experience depression, anxiety, lack of liveness if their testosterone is a really good, healthy level. Now, then men say, should I get my testosterone tested? I mean, what's, what's the story there? Simple test, wake up in the morning, is it north or south? Every day when you get up in the morning, you should be able to do it. Okay, it's, you should be ready, gun going, you know, this is your job, is make babies, okay? It should be there. I mean, is that a yes, yes? Okay, I'll go. It's a women, yes, yes. <laughs> and this is how it used to be. Men's testosterone levels are just plummeting. And the bad news, it just gets worse at 35. Now they're calling that normal, natural. Nonsense. Go to indigenous cultures every day. Boom, it's, she's ready to go. go. But it doesn't mean you have sex every time. It just means you're ready to go. Now, if you're a monkey, you go and do it. But if you're a human, you take that energy and you use it in all kinds of ways. And then sometimes you'd use it for sex. But you don't just use it all just for sex. Otherwise, you're a teenager, 13 years old, discovering I can masturbate. That's it. You want to take that energy and move it into different places. That's where, you know, I write a book, for example. I mean, I share my stories. When I write a book, I've written 26 books. It takes me about a month to write a book. It's about 12 to 15 hours a day of typing. It's just a machine like that. And during that time, I'm naturally celibate because all of my energy is going into the book. And then when the book's over, man, do I want to have sex. <laughs> and of course, my wife goes, not yet. <laughs> I need a date. I need to, I need to get reacquainted. <laughs> Some woman said, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> And I used to resent that until I understood women. So women cannot have sexual climax unless their estrogen levels double. Say, so for a woman to be happy and fulfilled for 12 days of her month after her period, for about 10 days, her estrogen levels need to rise. And for, the, for five days, she needs to have them be twice as high as before. That's your ovulation time. It's the three days before, during, maybe one day after. You're ovulating. Nature says you need to be fucked. That's the imperative. Otherwise, what use are you? You can't bring on. So for happiness and aliveness for women, make sure that happens. Okay, that's that day. Now, as a man, what I need to know is my wife just had her period. Now, we're beyond that with postmenopausal or with menopausal women and beyond. It's not so much you don't have the cycle to measure it with. You have the full moon. And when the moon is full, women's estrogen levels dramatically rise. When women are ovulating, their estrogen levels dramatically rise. They have to. Otherwise, she's infertile. During that time, what estrogen does for a woman, it's only during those five days where she really feels it. She feels, I need someone. 
I need not just sex, I need love, I need affection, I need attention, I need more. So if she's getting more, she's really, really happy and she has the unbelievable climax. But if she's not getting more, she's a crazy woman, okay? <laughs> She'll throw things at you, knife you, yell at you, scream at you. Scream, bang on the door, come back, come back, come back, don't get away from me, you know. Because she feels this need, and to the extent that she's not aware of her feminine needs, it bang, it hits her really hard. So she says things like this. So this is, this is like warning signs, men. She says things like, uh, you don't love me. You never take me out on dates anymore. You're never romantic. You're not affectionate. You always make work more important than me. See, the key here is unhappy and never and always. Whenever they say that, that means estrogen's trying to get up. Okay, it's, it's got to come up. And once it's up, then they come back to remembering how wonderful you are. But during that time, she has temporary amnesia. <laughs> she does. She has temporary amnesia and she forgets any good thing about you. I mean, literally, when I turned 50, I decided, you know, I had lots of money, big selling books and all that stuff. So I said, I wanna buy a ranch. You know, imagine your husband just comes in one day, you've never heard him talk about a ranch. And he says, honey, I'm gonna buy a ranch. She goes, a ranch? You never told me about this. She says, who are you? <laughs> literally, sometimes my wife will look at me, who are you? And I go, Okay, it's that time, okay. <laughs> I can introduce myself, but actually I don't. See, that's the mistake you make. Men are looking, women are saying, why do you do this and why aren't you doing that? How do this? And men like explain to you, you're misunderstanding, it's not that way, you shouldn't be upset. She says, we never go out anymore. Honey, last Wednesday we saw Hamilton. Have you forgotten already? <laughs> says, oh, have I forgotten already? <laughs> See. A lot of this stuff was figured out a lot a long time ago. My later stuff has not ever been figured out because it was never needed. But this is some basic Mars-Venus material. But the Greeks had this, the mythology of uh, Medusa. Right? Medusa was the witch, to politely say. She's the bitch, okay? So that's Medusa. So she's the witch. When femininity doesn't feel loved and supported, the witch comes out. And she has snakes that come out of her head. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you do is good enough. <laughs> Snakes. <laughs> Unlimited complaints, okay? You just kind of go, how does she even think of all these things? How can she even hold it in her mind? You just kind of go, so these snakes are coming out. And so men go, okay, just, I'm a warrior. Pull out your sword. Fix those problems. Explain to her, you shouldn't be upset. We just went out last week. She says, why do you leave your glasses in the sink? Can't you just put them in the dishwater? How much energy does it take to move this to here? Now, what do I want to say to that? I want to say, honey, yesterday you left your glasses in the sink. Exactly. You see this, men, all the women go, yeah, what a stupid guy. Okay. We men do this all the time. We tell them, you know, honey, just pull out the nail, would you? And you'll be fine. She doesn't need you to tell her that. What she needs you for, and this is like a kind of a new revelation, is she just needs to talk about it. And why do women need to talk about this stuff? 
because if you experience stress, your blood flow stops to the front part of your brain. And if you're a woman, talking about what's stressing you out will actually increase your estrogen and lower your stress. The flip side of that is if men learn, stop talking about your complaints. Your testosterone will go up. See, psychology is, is wonderful, but it's also kind of ruined relationships. It encourages women to say, what are you feeling? What's the matter over there? Getting men to talk about their feelings. Like, I gotta penetrate him. Basically, who's supposed to penetrate who? Where do we get penetrated as men? So if you penetrate there, what do you get? Asshole, okay? <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're gay, and I wanna be space for gay, and we'll get to a little bit on gay. I'm not an expert on gay. But there's a, you're heterosexual, because I am. I'm just telling you my life experiences and what I've learned. You can apply it all to gay relationship, any relationship. She was up on stage. I want to apply it to my son, okay? It's understanding differences. Ultimately, a marriage is the, the best, biggest testing ground to learn something, which is called unconditional love. Accepting someone that you just don't understand and can't make sense of. <laughs>